Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they uh, classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. Okay, here we go. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. What? Keep away from me. Stay where you are. Friend, please, stop. Dad? Stop going. Keep away from me. Dad? Keep away from me. Are the more evolved. Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. I'm not in the mood. Just come on out. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. I was right. All along, my whole life, I knew it. Even smiling makes my face ache. As a species, we pride ourselves on the culture of our humanity. So what happens when the lights go out, the machines stop, and the world we've spent so long trying to catalogue becomes wholly unknown? The mundane becomes magnificent, a mist becomes a hellscape, religion becomes murder, and a supermarket becomes both salvation and damnation. Welcome to the show, Kat. So tell me, when you go to the supermarket, what's the aisle you get most excited about? (laughs) Ooh! Easy. The cleaning aisle. Oh my god, really? <laughs> well, you know when you do something, you're going to have to clean it after. You don't have to know what I do. <laughs> I'm now just very concerned. <laughs> I was expecting something like, I don't know, the cereal aisle or frozen goods. No. Or, no. I am a, uh, I love cleaning and I'm a clean freak. So when I go to the supermarket... Definitely the first place I go is the cleaning aisle. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) Or if I've done something wrong. (laughs) I go straight for the international. Oh, do you? Yeah, every time I ride my trolley past there, it's it's magical. Like You see all the uh, Japanese curries Mm. and all that sort of stuff. 100%. So good. Oh, I agree with that. That's my second. Because food. I love food. Absolutely. Yeah, I love food. Well, about 90% of our movie happens in a supermarket. Correct. Which is why we are doing uh, 2007's The Mist. Now listen, everybody. We are experiencing some kind of disaster. No. It's the end of days. Oh, my God. Something in the mist! Shut the doors! Shut the doors! I don't know whether it's man-made or natural, but I do know that it's definitely not supernatural. And nobody else heard that sound? What sound? I don't know. Like something was like pressing against the door. But the only way we're going to help ourselves is to seek rescue. We're going out. Tie this around your waist. Or four. Well, let us know you got at least 300 feet. There's nothing out there. Nothing in the mist. 
with your arm. Then I guess the joke would be on me. to take sides, the saved and the damned. Read the good book. It calls for blood. You think something got in? Guys, I hear something. Don't you know the truth? We are being punished. You pray it. Who knows how far this mist has spread? It could be the whole world for all we know. Wouldn't make us any less dead. Daddy, don't go. If something happens, cut and run. You can't go out. I won't allow it. Won't allow it. It was them who brung down the final wrath upon us. We want the poor. That's what brung down the wrath of God. Alright, so we open on a on a stormy night, we see a painter working on a poster, and just a little tidbit for you, the poster he is working on is actually The Gunslinger, which is uh, a Stephen oh, King novel. That makes sense. Okay. Because okay. this one is um, based on the novella, The yep. Mist, by, also by Stephen King. Um, and God, I just got to say, I really miss these posters. You don't see this sort of stuff anymore. No, you can't buy them on eBay or Amazon. Well, you can, but like, you don't see it new. Oh, yeah. Like, new yeah. movies don't have this, the hand-painted look, because he's got a Thing uh, poster behind him as well, Yes. which is also hand-painted, and it just looks gorgeous. I love how you just literally looked at that. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, but we learned that he's got a wife and a son, and they all go down to the basement to ride out the storm basically and while they're down there uh, a big tree from the back garden just rams right through the attic right into a studio and just smashes everything sad days (laughs) sad days indeed that poor painting (laughs) (laughs) alright so the next morning they go out and they see the damage the boathouse has also been crushed apparently by their neighbour's tree and we learn that there's some sort of tiff between between the neighbour and our main character David great um, apparently there was some sort of lawsuit that Norton, Norton lost. He tried to sue him for some reason and you lost, which Ooh. is kind of funny. I love that. And I love that character. What, Norton? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Was it Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, is that him? Yes. Oh, oh, yes, I didn't even recognise him. <laughs> Uh, but they look over out the lake, and there is a very large sort of fog mist rolling in down from the mountains, coming slowly across the lake. Correct. Probably half an hour... It'll be at the house. Yes. But um, David decides that they need to go to the supermarket. They need to get some provisions and stuff like that. Um, but first he needs to talk to Norton about the fact that his tree just crushed his boathouse. Um, and it's, this conversation's actually um, fairly civil. Very, um, c- very. C- uh, considering the, like, the relationship they've clearly got. Oh, yeah, they do. And then the fact that he saw that his car, Norton's car was trashed so he was like oh, I'm going to be civil about this and yeah absolutely and even and he even says you know that's a really nice car I hate to see it like yeah. that yeah and you can see Norton's face going you know what thanks, thanks man yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we'll be okay and also Norton is swearing up a storm because he can't start his uh, can't start his chainsaw and uh, I, my little note here just said don't worry Norton I've had days like that 
Um, but um, Norton asks if he's going to the store and David agrees to give him a lift so uh, he, his son Billy and Norton head on down to the store leaving the wife at home just to try and clean up some of the storm mess Uh, they drive on the on the drive there. They drive past a whole lot of military trucks, a whole lot of emergency vehicles. Mm. They also notice that one of the radio stations is down. What I assume is a radio station on the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just a whole lot of military. It did look a little bit dodgy, can I have to say? Yeah, when you see that many people like driving speedily in the other direction, you're like, maybe I should. What's going on? Maybe I should turn around. <laughs> Um, they arrive at the at the store, which is basically going to be our set for the entire film. And uh, David realizes that his phone has absolutely no signal, so he hops on over to the payphone, which is right next to the chemist, mm-hmm. which gives us our good old. Um, yes, I, I love movies like this. Beetlejuice was like this as well, where everything, all the little details, come into play later. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. You don't you didn't notice it until later on mm. so it's really interesting how this all played out yeah the doors are open that's yeah. it that's the only thing you have to notice he's talking on the phone and they do a shot through the door and you can just tell that it's it's open and that's it and that's all it you. that's all you need yeah. and it doesn't come into play until much later mm-hmm. um, but they get inside uh, sorry the payphone wasn't working he can't get hold of his wife, wife either um, but they go into, into the store and it's kind of hectic it looks like all of if not most of the town is there we meet a whole lot of our main characters we meet Sally who uh, apparently babysits for Mm. for David as well she's working at the checkouts we've got Ollie who I love throughout this film he's so good and that actor just appears everywhere every now and again Mm. it's yeah it's one of those things that don't judge the book by its cover Absolutely. He's a fantastic actor. We also meet the store manager, whose name I don't think they ever say in the movies, so I just kept no. writing store manager. <laughs> they, meet, they meet Norm the bag boy, and we meet Mrs. Carmody. <laughs> um, she's just generally unpleasant at this point, but that's that's fine. You're just yeah. like, oh, yeah. That's, that's just another character. It's just another Karen. Oh. <laughs> I did not say that you did that. So they do their shopping. Um, Norton's looking after Billy while um, while David was uh, on the phone or trying to get hold of his wife anyway. Um, what I love about this is, um, I think it's because I was doing a rewatch, you see all the other characters walking around. I mean, it makes sense because they all get trapped in yeah. the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. But literally, like, in the background, you know, not in focus, but you can just tell, oh, that's the biker guy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the old lady who used to be a teacher. Yeah. And they're yeah. all just wandering around. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Um, we get the army guys enter, which mm-hmm. is Wayne and two of his friends who work for the army. Miss mm. um, Rippler at checkout, uh, and this old lady is adorable on my notes. So Miss Rippler is the um, uh, God, the real estate agent lady. Oh, okay. The slightly older lady who... Yes, who, yes, 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 yes. There's, there's two old ladies who sort of join the group yes. and, as things go down. And Mrs. Repolo was used to be a real estate agent and the other one used to be a teacher. Oh, okay. They, oh, they sort of mention it in passing. Wow, mm. wow I did not even notice that. <laughs> it's just a passing comment like, you know, how are sales in retail going or, yeah, or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, an MP walks in. I'm not sure what MP actually stands for. Do you know? Uh, uh, Military police, something? military police, or something I think like that. So. They basically tell um, Wayne and his friends that you know, uh, leave has been cancelled for what will become obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. They knew. They knew something had happened. That's why they they were there. 
Yeah, I think. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> again, everyone looks out the window because there's cop cars, fire engines, and more military vehicles all heading straight up the, mm-hmm. straight up the mountain. Um, and the MP says he's heading to the chemist and mm. he'll be right back, which is horror movie, for, <laughs> horror movie um, cliche for, I'm going to go die. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. I mean, it takes a while because well, it's a couple of days before we see him again. It was, but it happened really fast, though. It, it happens fast, but it feels like his suffering was a couple of days long yeah, by the that, time we see him oh, again. Oh, God. Which just makes it so much worse. Um, Sorry, just imagining what... <laughs> we'll get to it, don't worry. <laughs> One of my least favourite scenes. Um, an air raid siren goes off, mm-hmm. which immediately just made me go, ooh, Silent Hill. Oh, oh my God, yes. <laughs> and immediately start having Vietnam flashbacks and imagining the... The wallpaper peeling and <laughs> well, the fact that you hear a siren that means something is coming or something yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it's never good. You never it's hear never those good. for like I don't know the sale on chocolate or. <laughs> I mean, I wish. <laughs> I wish. You know, maybe they should start doing that. You know. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. As soon as a siren goes off, you know. And it's immediately followed by a bloody man running across the parking lot. 100%. Smashing his way into the supermarket and yelling that something in the mist killed his friend. Yep. And yep. He's... You just go, what? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. This is fine. <laughs> That's normal. Um, uh, so the mist is rolling in. It's coming in straight into the parking lot. And um, so uh, this guy's name is Dan, I believe, the old guy who's mm-hmm. bleeding from the nose. Yeah. yeah, he's yelled that something in the mist has uh, killed his friend. Mm-hmm. And a guy from the store immediately goes, well, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Bolts out the door and goes straight for his car. He's fumbling, trying to get the keys in the door. And as the mist passes over him, there's just a scream and then yeah. silence. Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't be scared, too. It's really well done. You don't need gore and blood and no. visceral things. 100%. Yeah, that's what I love about this movie. So they just immediately lock the door, which is fair. And then there's just silence. Mm. There's like a good 20 second silence because mm. they they really wanted to play on this sense of like no idea what's going on. They're trying to process basically what's going on. And Miss Carmody just looks out, out into the mist and goes, it's death. And I'm like... <laughs> I love that. I'm I like, oh my god, this bitch. <laughs> I love her so much. And then immediately there's an earthquake as if God went, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so lights are falling down, everything's falling off the shelves, everyone's diving for cover and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It all ends and it goes quiet again until we get... <sighs> when I think of this movie, despite like all the creatures and the horror and everything like that it's this part here that really solidifies what i think the horror is in this and it's this just this woman we don't know her name and she says i've got to get home to my kids oh yes yes well humanity right what do you think first if i was a mother or i am a mother i would think of my daughter i want to go home to my daughter absolutely okay Oh, or my husband, you know. Well, she mentions she mentions that she's got two kids, you know, yeah. and one of them one of them's only eight, you know. And sometimes she forgets that she's supposed to be looking after her little brother. And my heart just goes, oh my god! Yeah. It's really sad. The terror of that moment is so real. 
Yeah. Like and my heart dropped. Yeah. My heart dropped. And Especially no when she says, will anyone see a lady home? She's looking for someone to help her get back to her kids and not a person in that store will. David's got his own son to worry about. Norton looks away when she asks. Mm-hmm. The army guys, just yeah. nobody, nobody will help. Uh, it was it was heartbreaking. So she, she basically says, well, fuck you all. I've got to get home to my kids. And she goes out into the mist. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so haunting. It's so haunting. But everyone's keeping busy. You know, Ollie's running around. Do you need anything? You know, I'll get you this and that and the other. Mm. And this is where we meet another one of our characters, Amanda, mm. who's just started at the local school. Mm-hmm. Um, so David goes to help around. He leaves his son behind with the real estate lady. Um, whose name, again, I don't know, because there's like 50 characters in this movie. <laughs> I don't really remember any of <laughs> the slightly the, the slightly older lady, not the very old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next, next one. Mm. <laughs> but we already see that Norton sort of has a group dynamic starting. He's starting to split off um, from the people who are like, oh, you know, it's nothing, you know, we need to be logical about this, we need to get out there and we need to help ourselves. And then there's people who's just like, maybe we should just wait. What did you think about this? I I totally agree with that because there are, with or without that whole mist thing, mm. we do set our paths for the fear of the unknown, right? Absolutely, yes, so yes, yes. So when, you, when you're in that situation, there are people who want to do, to face that thing, to mm. go straight head on. But there are people who are just like, I'm just going to wait until... Wait for the certainty yeah. of something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So. Yes. But so, yeah, we're, we're already starting to see we're, what, probably half an hour after mm-hmm. the mist has rolled in. Yeah. And already people are splitting off into groups. Mm. Um, so David goes to the loading dock. Uh, I can't remember what he was looking for. He's trying to help or something like that. And he sees the smoke. Mm. Um, so he goes to turn off the generator and yeah. he, he turns it off. And immediately the loading dock door sort of rumbles and then... He goes up to it and something's pushing against yeah. it and you see the whole metal sort of crumpling in and you're like, oh. I don't like the dark. There's something big out there. <laughs> as, soon as, he, as soon as he turned off that generator and it went dark, I just went, ah. here we go, here we go. Here comes the horror. <laughs> but um, we see Amanda, she's walking around, she's promised to get some aspirin for, mm. for Billy, for David's son, and we see that Miss Carmody has already started preaching. I don't think she's got a Bible out at this point. No, she was just saying things. Yeah, you know, this is death, this is the apocalypse, you know. Yeah. You've shamed God for too long and Yeah. Was this before the, when she was talking in the toilet? Uh, that's later. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is right. Yeah. Right when she's starting her nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, you know that it would happen. Oh, yeah. yeah if yeah, this yeah. happened, there would be this one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ollie and a couple of the mechanics, um, Byron and Jim, I think are their names. Yeah. Byron and Jim and Ollie catch David running out of the loading dock because, you know, fuck being in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they go to investigate because, you know, there's a problem they can fix, as yeah. Ollie says. Uh, Norm the bag boy also joins them to go have a look what's going on. So they go and check the de- uh, they go and check the gen, and the smoke starts up again. And they're like, "Ah, oh, 
there's just a blockage out blockage outside you know we will open the doors um norm volunteers he's like i'll crawl out and i'll clear whatever it is and we can have power again and ollie's just sat the back out going guys the food will keep we don't even need power and they're like no this is a problem we can fix damn it <laughs> i mean yeah you're in that situation that you need to fix something might as well fix it now i mean i i totally get it yeah like in a panic situation you want to be doing something yeah and otherwise this, you'd be panicking exactly. yeah and this is a this is a problem that they can fix mm. Um, and this is where we get the first instance of Ollie being really philosophical. Mm. And I love Ollie's philosophies mm-hmm. throughout this movie. Yes. You know, yeah. and he, he says that, you know, this is a job they can fix. Just let, just let them do it. Yeah. Um, the door opens, probably what, a couple inches? Just enough for Norm to sort of wiggle his way yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Norm t- turns away because David's like, no, don't go out there. There's something big and shitty out there. And <laughs> Norm calls him a pussy. And I'm just like, oh boy. Oh. So a tentacle, as as Norm turns around. Tentacles. <laughs> tentacles. Oh my. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> so a, a, a single tentacle slithers its way in, grabs Norm by the foot, and immediately tries to pull him out. What was your reaction to this? <laughs> okay, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna have different reaction to this. But when I saw Tentacle, I just went, I smiled. Oh, really? <laughs> I smiled. Because you like psychological horror, so I wasn't so sure about this whole, you know, monster slash psychological no, horror. I just went, ah, Tentacle. <laughs> My partner was like, why are you smiling? I'm like, Tentacle. <laughs> A perfect reaction to the horror of this this tentacle that has spikes on its side and what mm. looks like mouths running all the way down yes. it as well, either mouths or suckers or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, David immediately runs to help Norm, which yeah. just is like... And the other two was just panicking on the side. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, David runs straight in there and it's sort of like a testament to his character. Yeah. He's like, shit, this person's in trouble immediately. Mm. Doesn't matter about the danger, you know, hops in, tries to help him. Yeah, um, Byron and Jim are just frozen in the background because they're yeah. like, what the fuck is yeah, that exactly <laughs> i would do the same too and as as um david's trying to pull norm back in because whatever it is is desperately trying to get hold of him and it what rips part of his chest off which is disgusting and very bloody <laughs> <laughs> but um ollie snaps himself clear and you know mm-hmm. runs to help as well because ollie is basically our, our he just s- grabbed the axe right was it Ollie that grabbed the axe? Uh, no, I don't think David grabs that until after he lets oh. go of Norm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. Yeah, but uh, I think Ollie grabs an arm and is basically just oh, yeah, yeah, yanking yeah, yeah. him, trying yeah. to get him away. But whatever this is, it's strong and there's a lot of tentacles, which yeah. we assume are attached to the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we've right? Yeah. <laughs> So the the other tentacles are sort of moving around, exploring everything. They rip open a bag of dog food and eat it, which I, I kind of have a little chuckle about the first time I watched this. I don't know why. I think I was trying to break the tension of how <laughs> awful this movie is. Not not bad as in like, but just like emotionally draining this movie is. You're like, huh, huh. He's not, he's not the bag. <laughs> 2007. <laughs> yeah. The CD's not bad for 2007. Oh, I didn't think. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's pretty good. Mm. It's, not, it's not too bad. Um, 
But in the end, um, they can't do anything from Norm because uh, a, a tentacle comes out and basically unfurls right in front of David and he has to let go, otherwise it's going to grab him too. Yeah. And just the look on that kid's face as he turns around and just realises he's going in, that little, uh, as he gets pulled away. Oh, it's... This is supposed to be a comedy podcast, and this movie is fucking traumatizing. <laughs> it was a little bit scary because, like, what if you were in that situation as well? And there's just a scream. He goes yeah. into the mist, and then you just hear him scream. And that was it. And that's it. You don't see ba- you don't see Norm the bag boy again. No. Oh, it's awful. And um, Jim and Byron immediately, you know, we didn't know. You should have explained what you meant. There was we did, and I'm like, what about what about the guy who came running in all bloody saying like something in the mist killed his friend and and yeah. There is so many of that. Like I wanted to talk to you, but because you're a movie, <laughs> yes. I'm let- it's like, hey, listen to me. Remember that guy who ran to his car? Remember the screams? <laughs> when somebody says, hey, look, I think something's pushing against the back door, and not in the fun way. <laughs> do you do you pause it? Do you pause the movie and start rattling? Just start wagging a finger in it. Now listen here, Jim, you little fuck. <laughs> but that's okay because we basically get that from David, which uh, I wrote the quote down here because I love it. Uh, Byron says, "Hey, you know, we didn't twist his arm. You know, it was his own choice." And David just turns around and says, "Well, he sort of mutters, you know, he's a kid. He's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. What's your excuse?" Exactly. And That's I'm like, true. Yes. And he did say it. He did say it before everything happened. There's mm. something out there. Please be careful. Don't open yeah. it. And Ollie was even like, we don't need the generator. Yeah. We, we just don't need it right now. Mm. So they turn off the generator um, and they decide that they're, they're going to have to convince people to stay inside. Mm. Which, fucking yeah. <laughs> did we not learn this already? <laughs> Um, Ollie points out, um, you know, that they have a lot of things to worry about because the whole front of the store is made of plate glass. Exactly. Not, not... I actually thought of that after they closed the door and I'm like, there's something out there they can just... Did you, did you see that already? Yeah. You were still like... like, It's "Mm, glass. One of your walls is just glass. (laughs) Speak. (laughs) This is not going to go well. Um... So David grabs Norton and decides that, you know, I need to convince him not to leave. Yeah. Because despite everything that's gone on between them, you know, we have to stick together in this mess, despite this movie constantly pulling everyone apart. But that is human psychology. I know. I cried in this. It's so frustrating. Because you just want to grab people and be like, we could all live if you'd stop being stupid. Oh, but then again, like you said, it's psychological. I don't know what's out there, but exactly. I can do things. So We know because we're watching a movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then... Hey, don't forget, this is a movie, okay? It's not reality. <laughs> In reality, I'm probably one of the stupid ones who's just like, it's nothing, and wanders out into the mist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Norton is very unimpressed. He thinks that everyone's trying to take the piss of him, you know. Because of what he's done and the exactly. argument of both. Because he lost that lawsuit. What, he said, what, last year or something like that? It was recent. It was yeah. fairly recent yeah. that he lost that lawsuit. And now um, you and your hick friends are, you know, just here to mock me. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, no, just look at the evidence. There is half a tentacle that David cut off just before it, before the um, roller door closed. Yeah. It is in there. It is in there. You can look at it. It is physical. Nah. And he's like, no, nah, I won't even, won't even consider it. 
I don't get that. I mean, if you if they if said the, there's an evidence there, mm. why don't? Well, he says it's it's. Oh God, what is it? It's, it's just cow's blood or yeah. something like that. Why would they put cow's? Okay, now yeah, it, it's uh, a movie. Ollie, it's a movie. Ollie literally says that. He says, "What is he? In? You know, What's why? Why? Why would we do that? Like, what, what was? What would be the point of that yeah. right now?" <laughs> But Norton is a very headstrong person. Mm. What he believes is what he believes, and that is it. Correct. So David tells everyone that there is something in the mist, which we kind of already knew, but this sort of confirmed it. And there's a couple of people, including the store manager, yeah. Yeah. and including like the biker guy and stuff yeah. like that, who were just like, oh, it's fucking horseshit. And he's like, okay, all you naysayers, you motherfuckers come with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, actually, after they, they saw that, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God they saw it. Mm. Yeah, because they take them to loading dock, show them the severed tentacle, which melts yeah. away, which just um, and and the blood everywhere as well, yeah. which just uh, what causes that tentacle to melt? That's what I I'm confused about. Well, when they part the tentacles, it kind of did some kind of wiggling. <laughs> a wiggle, 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 a wiggle, and wiggle. then maybe a reaction to its own chemical. Well, Maybe. I mean, and it's something that we don't know. Like right? ex- extremely fast decaying or yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't influence the movie at all. It's just my curiosity. Yeah. I was like, at first I was like, maybe it's the light because they shine a torch on it and it dissolves. But then, then the, again, the, the generator was on yeah. for quite a while after they closed the door. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't melt, so I don't know. Maybe just the chemistry. But they come out, the biker guy and mm. all the other naysayers are like, yeah, I think we have a problem. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Finally, they're seeing sense. Yeah, yeah. for about ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, there's ten minutes of that, which is really good. And yeah, it's, it's the best ten minutes. <laughs> um, we then get the the Evil Dead shot. I don't know if you've seen Evil Dead, but it, they do this uh, quite a famous shot where they pan through as if it is the the entity coming through the woods, which is basically what they're sort of mirroring here with wandering through the mist to look at the storefront. Um, I, I don't okay. know if they did it on purpose, but I feel like it's an homage to, to Evil Dead. That oh, sort of... Okay. <laughs> and then you see all the people standing in the in the, in the the supermarket looking yep. out that really big window wall. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then we get the wonderful scene. Uh, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Before that, we get everyone starting to stack dog food and... What I assume is like fertilizer soil or... Anything that can block the, the, the window. The big ass the big window. Ass window. I mean, probably bags of like barbecue coals. Uh, yeah, and um, anything. Anything. Stack, anything that you can stack. And they're just stacking it as high as they can. They get it probably just above um, head level for most people. Yeah. And then we get the amazing scene of Miss Carmody praying in the bathroom. She's saying, you know... Let me be your vessel, you know, I can I can save these people. Well, maybe not all these people because they're cunts, but maybe I can save one, one person. Me. And if I save one, is it then worth it? And I'm like, oh. Here we go. Oh, I hate this lady. <laughs> I love them. I you love, love her. her. I love her. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're then interrupted by Amanda who comes in. And she's like, hello, I need to pee. And um, we get Miss Carmody just continuing to be awful uh, yeah. Amanda tries to offer some some help you know if you need to talk to someone yeah. I'm here Yeah. and she says God is my friend I talk to him every day and I'm like can we just not yeah I kind of do see it in a lot of people like I've seen people who are like that and I just walk away yeah you're like she's trying to 
connect with you and you're just mm. building a wall immediately with yeah. that sort of stuff and we get the great line you know the day I need a friend like you I'll just have myself a little squat and shit one out I would love to see that <laughs> this comedy births a friend <laughs> then we get uh, Norton sort of preaching mm. to his people you know uh, you know if we... it's funny when he said his people exactly his people. people. Miss Carmody has her people. Yeah. Mm. There's not there's not a united front no. in this and it's it's terrifying but so real. It is real. Oh god, it is real. it's it's yeah, and then uh, Miss Carmody starts her preaching as well. She starts to get her first follower. Mm-hmm. First person to see sort of see the light as she'd probably say, which is just nonsense but she starts talking about you know this is the apocalypse you know the seven plagues of the seven angels are coming and god has come to smite us mm. and jim starts mocking her the mechanic you know your your tongue must um your tongue just hangs your tongue just hangs in the middle so it can waggle at both ends and i'm like that's such a good line that was really good that was really good it made me go what does that even mean? But it's so good. And you're like, oh, like talking out her ass. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the, the, again, it's like foreshadowing. Yes. Because he becomes one of her most devoted mm-hmm. in like two later, days. Later in the movie. Mm. But it's very interesting how the humanity can change perspective in just one snap. Absolutely. And it's, it's horrifying. But this is when we get the first reference to Miss Carmody saying, retribution in blood, expiation. Mm-hmm. Which just means basically sacrifice in the name of the Lord, give blood to the Lord to satiate his wrath. Which, it's very Old Testament. It's extremely Old Testament. Uh, it's very Old Testament at the same time. These are the people who say they avoid Satanism, they avoid witches because apparently they, you know, they give blood or you know yeah exactly but you're doing it right now you're saying a lot of Ah, things that's completely irrelevant this blood is for the lord (laughs) the other blood was for satan (laughs) but yes it's the hypocrisy of it all Mm -hmm. that's that's insanity i mean we we get later when she starts talking about you know when she goes on a massive rant about all the things we've done to anger god and that's why this is happening but luckily this scene is cut short because amanda just slaps her in the face Oh, yeah, that was a good... And I just had to give little little golf claps. I was like, oh, thank you, Amanda. It was crispy. It was... (laughs) I've never heard a slap described as crispy. It was a crispy... It was crisp. I don't know. No, crispy's great. I love it. Crispy. (laughs) Crispy slaps. (laughs) That sounds so... Oh, now I, know, I know who's going to get But the thing is, Miss Comedy is one of those egotistical people, yeah. so, you know, she gets slapped in the face, she immediately touches her lip, and look, there's a couple of drops of blood, and what she say? Oh, look, a couple more pennies in the jar. Yes. And I'm like, oh my god, you just know... Mm-hmm. <sighs> it really solidifies the fact that she can't be reasoned with. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, no matter what... 100%. It is all part of her view. Mm-hmm. <sighs> her belief is strong for herself. Yeah, absolutely. She is the definitive. Mm-hmm. And then we get the scene, uh, we, we get a quick scene between um, Billy and David, David and his son, and I just wrote the line down. I mean, most of the conversation 
isn't hugely important, but Billy asks, is mummy okay? And that's the first time you go, oh no. <laughs> oh yes. There's a great big hole in the house because of the tree. <laughs> We still need to fix that. And you're like, oh no, the mist was rolling right towards that house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you sort of, you don't want to think about it, but you sort of already know. And you're like, oh oh no, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's got to. Yeah. Uh, There's a quick mention in the background of making, um, using charcoal fluid and mops to make torches, Mm -hmm. which comes into play in a little bit. Um, And then they ask, do you have a gun? which is such an American thing. It is, isn't it? It is. It is. I don't think in, in New Zealand or the UK or anything like that, the, some of our Do first thoughts... you are <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, does anyone have a weapon? You know, that we'd ask that, but yeah. they immediately go, does anyone have a gun? Mm. And we learned that Amanda does. Um, she carries a pistol around with, and she's got two magazines, 12 bullets. Yep. And but she says she's she's not a very good shot, and we learned that Ollie is a crack shot. I can't believe it. This is when this is when I go. Do not judge by the book by its cover. Exactly, because the store manager just shrugs it off. Oh, Whatever, no. bugger off, Ollie. Yeah. No. And he's like, no, I was, I was state started, champion. Yeah, and then he started doing this thing with the gun, and yeah. I just I just wrote Ollie continues to amaze. Yep. <laughs> because he does this entire movie. He's so headstrong. But not yeah. defiant. Yeah. Um, Norton and his group decides they're going to leave. You know, they need help's not on its way. They need to go find help, mm. and it's so disheartening because David has tried so hard, mm-hmm. so so hard. Yeah. Um, a biker, the, the biker guy we've seen in the store, who was a naysayer earlier, has agreed to leave as well, but mm. not with Norton's group they heard that there was a shotgun in an old man's car who's parked in the parking lot nearby and he says he's going to go for that Mm -hmm. so they decide they're going to tie a rope around his waist correct and you know let him out there yeah and Norton and David have a little moment at the door which is such a beautiful it is isn't it that little conversation between them Um, Norton's last words you know there's there's nothing in the mist what if you're wrong then I guess the joke will be on me after all. Yeah. I, mean, I cried when he said that. I oh, had to pause a little bit. Because oh, I, really? Yeah, it relates to me sometimes when oh, yeah. I just do things head on without really thinking and people can see what what's going to happen. You're, you're so, like, <clears throat> focused on one thing and not seeing everything else yeah, around yeah. it. So it, yeah. that, that just hit you a bit hard, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did a little bit. That scared me. Would, it scared me. It scared you. Would you be Norton, do you think? Uh, sometimes. 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 That's terrifying. It is. Yeah. Um, so the group disappears into the mist, and that's the last we see of Norton and about five or six others who go with him. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Norton. <laughs> I liked your rage at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> but the biker guy disappears as well, heading straight for that truck, I assume, to get the shotgun. But, you know, this mist is so... Um, I don't know how do you describe it. It's thick. It's thick. It's it's dummy thick. It <laughs> it's butt thick. Thigh thick. <laughs> it's Beyonce thick. Oh, queen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally like there's there's like a wall of clarity, and once yeah. you pos- uh, pass that wall of clarity, you're just gone. It's gone. It's not like you fade. Yeah. It's just like 
it's you're there you're not there yeah and it's it's it so scary. yeah it's so good but the, the everyone's sort of mainly david is holding the rope and sort of you know letting it out slowly you know mm-hmm. uh and it suddenly goes loose and then it goes really tight yeah. and starts giving them all rope burn as they're trying to stop it and hold on to it and everything yeah. like that and then it just stops Yeah. and they manage to heave it back in and that scene where we, we've got a piece of rope you and you're just seeing know. it you're seeing it from the tiny crack in the yeah. door this white rope being pulled through red. and then suddenly it's red you just you just yell I will yell I would yell loud if I see that <laughs> I'm scared of blood <laughs> But that's not all, because they keep going. Why would David going? just kept going, like, uh, what are you expecting to find at the end of this rope? I don't think with that much blood there's going to be much of a man left. Well, uh, half of that was gone. <laughs> lo and behold, we have half a man. <laughs> well, at least we have half a half. corpse that's... And they're just like, oh, cut the rope. I don't think he's alive. And I'm like, hmm. Really? Oh, no, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do a scooby? <laughs> I have to lighten the mood. This movie is very dour. Very, very dark. But then uh, we get Miss Carmony again, because, you know, every time something happens, she just has to raise her hand and go, I told you. (sighs) But she says, now do you see? Now do you believe? Yeah. And then we cut to what I assume is probably heading into dusk now. The sun's starting to set. It's Mm -hmm. hard to tell because of the mist, but it is starting to get darker. Mm -hmm. And um, Byron and Jim have managed to rig up some lights, but they only have power for about five minutes Mm -hmm. before the batteries run out, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer. And then we get some more information about Sally, uh, one of the checkout girls. And it seems that her and the army guy Wayne have had some sort of relationship. They had a crush on each other in high school, but nothing ever happened. They do a little make-out session. I'm like, oh, this romance is so cute. I can't wait for it to play out. (laughs) Oh, it's not to be. Um... (laughs) They get some battery-powered lanterns. They set them up all across the window so they can see out into the fog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, until something very large sort of smacks onto the window. It's some sort of bug. Yeah, it looked like a locust, eh? It, it, it did look like a locust, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, so huge, though. It's, it looked like the size of, like, a football or, like, a yeah, rugby ball or something like that. It's a big, it's a big bug. Yeah. It's a big fuck-off bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your reaction to the creature design? Because the first thing I know is when it smacks onto the window is it gives you such a good view of underneath. Oh, right. Um, I kind of jump. You like, jumped? Yeah, it kind of just like... Because <laughs> it's got six legs and massive wings and a stinger, and then it's got these weird little... I don't know, like little pincer things oh, underneath well. its belly. Oh, yeah, that little line. Mm. That little and its face almost looks human, which yeah. is... Yeah. Oh, robotic. Actually, I thought it looked like robotic because it's oh. got that square-ish. It, it's very angled, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. got... Yeah, it looks like a skull, I guess, would mm. be a good comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really detailed and it was really done well. Yeah, it, it feels like it could be a thing. Oh, maybe it is a thing. Maybe it is a thing. Oh. And they just enlarged it. To Stephen King, please no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's not just one. There is an entire swarm of these little things, and they're being drawn in by, by the, the lamps. Light. By the light of yeah. the lamps. And we get Miss Carmody talking about one of the plagues of the seven angels, you know. The locusts. The locusts with the power of scorpions. Yeah. Which is exactly... 
I hate her for it, but it's such a good description of what these are. They look like lotuses with a massive scorpion stinger on them. Yeah, correct. Uh, but that's not all that's coming because there's <laughs> why is there more? Um, <laughs> there's a giant pterodactyl bird-looking creature that starts. They look like gargoyles. They're terrifying. They are definitely not from this world. No. But it starts snapping up all these little scorpion things. It's clearly a predator-prey relationship Mm. from wherever these things are from. But because they're resting against the plate window, they're just smashing into it. Mm -hmm. And i got to say... Throughout this movie, I haven't noticed, uh, I haven't um, made a note for every time it happens, the choir music that kicks in throughout this movie at certain points, when it just rises up, it's so epic. Wow, I did not even notice Did you not clock it? No, maybe It gives you this sense that, like, two worlds colliding, like some great battle or something like that. Like intensifies. But it also sounds like someone's wailing and crying. Wow, okay. That's that's insane. That's insane that yeah. you Yeah, so these, so these bird things are smacking into the window and this choir comes in and it sounds foreboding and like, wow. you know, this yeah. is tragedy. Tragedy is yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, the window smashes mm-hmm. and a couple of the lotus things crawl in. Mm. One immediately goes for Amanda. She smacks it down and stomps on that motherfucker because Amanda take, don't take no shit. Did, did you laugh when she slipped? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, she can't even step on it. <laughs> it's a big bug. <laughs> but one immediately lands on Sally and stings her and she just lands on the floor and starts seizing. And I just went, oh, well, there goes that romance plot. <laughs> Yep. Um, no sex in this movie. <laughs> absolutely not in my good Christian movie. No, thank you. <laughs> but one of the bird creatures also gets in, but Ollie can't risk the shot because mm-hmm. it'll smash the window. Yeah, yeah. So he has to wait for it to actually come inside, and he starts chasing it around the around yep. the store. Oh. And it's terrifying. This entire scene is just awful because it's so it's hectic. Yeah, it's chaotic. So chaotic. Everything is happening all at the same time. Burning man, dying people. Yes. Yeah, I, my next note is another bird thing comes in and just yeah. immediately rips a guy's neck out. He's yeah. just lying on the floor and it just pecks his neck out. So they light it on fire and now they've got a flying one that's on fire. And I'm like, oh my God. That's the first, you know what? The first thing I say is, why? Why do you do that? Surely just something pointy. Just stab it. Yeah. Stab it a bit. Because once it's on fire and it flies everywhere, it's just everything could Get go yeah fire. which they sort of mention later but yeah. um sally stops seizing she she just dies yeah. which is very sad yeah. i mean i didn't again all the wholesome characters seem to die which is just awful it's game of thrones this is this is the horror movie game of thrones <laughs> um there's there's a guy running around uh, joe who's yeah. lighting torches he accidentally he slips and trips and oh god it just it just sets him alight. He just caught on fire. Just and it's it's while all these other things are happening, we've got scorpion locusts everywhere. We've got one bird thing on fire. There's another one flying around. Ollie's trying to chase it down, and then this guy just sets himself on fire by accident. And you're just like, oh my god, this is a shit show. It is a shit show, but it's so chaotic. But it happens. Mm. It happens in just like what a span of what ten minutes, if that, fifteen minutes, or something. <laughs> it's just insanity, and it yeah, it's it's perfectly sums up what it's like being in the mist. Basically, yeah. it's just insanity. You don't know what's out there. Yeah. 
Um, a lo- one of the locusts lands on Carmody, and I was going, Stinger, Stinger, killer, do it. <laughs> Doing my best Palpatine, just going, do it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing, though? It didn't. It didn't, and it just fuels her. She looks at it, and she says, you know, my life for you, God, my life for you. And it flutters in her face and yeah. goes away. And I was like, oh, no, this is just so not... This is going to be good. This of is, your cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, David beats the living hell out of the one that's on fire, mm-hmm. and Billy, their son, is trying to get to him, and one of the other ones that Ollie managed to shoot down mm-hmm. almost gets him. It's crawling up from behind, and David just grabs his son in the nick of time so Ollie can make a headshot yeah. because Ollie's just awesome. Woohoo! Ollie's so... Um, and he's just amazing. He is just amazing, that guy. He's the true her- the, the hero of this yeah. movie. 100%. <laughs> so they, with all the creatures dead, I assume they just found the other scorpion things and just smooshed them. Yeah. They managed to block up the window and Carmody's congregation has begun to grow. Yep. She's got a couple of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, earlier in the movie she said, you know, they'd come tonight and they'd kill someone. Yeah. Yep. And Sally's dead. Yeah. And she... The, the nerve around. of yep. this woman when she, you know, oh, now look, because of you people, this poor girl is dead. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so we realised that now the Norton's group's left. Mm-hmm. We've got Miss Carmody starting her own little, mm-hmm. her own little um, faction. Yes, that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> really, rather than nut jobs or <laughs> they're just scared people. Yeah, they're just scared 100%. people. But um, we get a view from outside again, and something drags away the half a corpse that was left there, which is just unsettling. Very. You just sort of hear the gravelly noise of it being dragged along. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So Joe, the burnt guy, is dying in the back room now. He's got burns all over him, and it's so sad. He just asks, you know, if you can't do anything for me, kill me. Mm-hmm. Or give me a gun, I'll kill myself. And he just starts crying, yeah. and you're like, this is a man in so much pain. pain. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, this movie has no light bits to it. No. It's mm-hmm. just so... It, it's depression, the movie. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. Because our next moment is uh, Amanda needs to go to the bathroom, so she tries to wait up, uh, wake up um, Hattie, who's the real estate lady, <gasps> yeah. and realises that um, she has overdosed. overdosed. Yeah. She couldn't take it and has killed herself. Mm. I can see that to a lot of people if this is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know people who've said like, if the zombie if the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm just gonna just gonna kill myself. Yeah, oh, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I was kind of looking forward to the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I thought it might be fun. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide that they uh, they need to go to the chemist. They need to get meds for the for the burn victim guys mm. so they can somewhat soothe the pain that he's in so maybe he doesn't want to die anymore yeah. they carry Hattie back into the storeroom with the others who've died I assume the guy who had his rip, uh, neck ripped out is in there mm-hmm. I assume Sally's probably in there as well mm-hmm. yeah. very upsetting um, and David this is the first time David mentions that 
despite everything, he thinks they should leave. Yeah. Because Miss Carmody is is starting stuff. Yeah. And he can see it. That makes sense. And he says he has a truck and he has seats for eight people. Mm-hmm. Because Miss Carmody's getting out of hand. Mm. And Amanda tries to defend her, saying, no, 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 nothing's going to happen, you know. People are fundamentally good. Yeah. And Ollie just says, no, as a species, we're fundamentally insane. Mm-hmm. But more than two of us in a room, we pick sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. That's why we invented politics and religion. Yeah. I'm that, like, that's 100%. I'm like, Ollie, why, totally why, are you, uh, why are you working at a supermarket? Maybe he's just bored. Just wants money. Maybe. Einstein worked in like a post office, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, Because I feel I'm, like he's like a philosophical If I'm wizard. retiring at that age, I don't really want to work that'll be using my head too much. So I'll work a countdown where, you know, mm. I can save. That's it's fair easy enough. easy money. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yes, they decide that they're going to have to go to the chemist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miss Carmody immediately tries to stop them because she knows better than everyone else. And she starts doing her preaching bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm getting very tired of at this point. <laughs> which is great, because then Irene, the very old lady, she looks like she's in her 80s, throws tinned peas at her. <laughs> I love her so much. This old lady? Yes. Yeah, I love this old lady. Irene is amazing throughout this movie. I think this is the first time she really gets a chance to shine. Yeah. But she gets a couple more chances later yeah, on as well. Yeah, yeah. But... Shut up, you miserable buzzard. Stoning people who piss you off is perfectly okay. They do it in the Bible, don't they? And I've got lots of peas. <laughs> oh, that is so... That's so tasteful. I love it. I love it as well. Because in these in these traditional, like, horror movies and stuff like that, it's always the old lady yeah. who's, like, the religious nut job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this one, the old lady's like, no, shut the fuck up, yeah. we're trying to do shit. Yep, 100%. 100%. So we got Dan, David, Joe's brother, Jim, Wayne, Ollie, and one other guy from the store um, decide that this is going to be their test run. They're going to go to they're going to go to the chemist, mm-hmm. and if they make it there, yeah. they know that they can make it to David's car because David's car is less than 100 metres yeah, away. correct. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, yeah, not bad. You're sort of going from inside to inside. That makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is your favorite part. Oh, this is my this is my favorite part. <laughs> we hit the chemists and it's eerily empty. Yep. Because the doors were open. <laughs> Who left that door open? Did you did, did you have that moment as well when you realized the doors were open? Yeah, and then is it the second they walk the second you see the front of the store and you're like, yeah. oh shit, the doors are open. Yep, yep, exactly. And then I see web. Yeah. I clocked that as well, and I'm like, how did these guys not notice the webs everywhere? Like, they're walking through the store with torches, and they they just don't clock it. But you can see it as they're walking through. Yeah, All the shelves the are lined with yeah. webs. I'm like, are you not are you not worried about this? Webs means something. I guess, I guess they're focused. Yeah. They're like, we need Trying meds. Trying to find the um, medication. The, the painkillers and the, the cream for burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they go there, and... They, they managed to, you know, clear the shelves of some meds and stuff like that uh, before they hear a skittering noise. <laughs> and I hate this noise. Just a little... Yeah. And yes. I'm like, oh. Here we go. Oh, we go. it's so disgusting. <laughs> and that's when Jim, Jim points his torch at the ceiling and realises, oh, there are people here. 
they're all webbed to the ceiling and the walls. And I'm like, oh, God, it's spiders. Oh, it's fuck, it's spiders. Oh, (laughs) why? Oh, and guess who we see in that place? (laughs) Yes, Jim stumbles back, yelling, oh, my God, oh, my God, as he realizes there's more and more people. This shop was probably full of people when the mist hit. Yeah. And he backs into an uh, the MP that we met at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. He said, I'll be right back. <laughs> he went to the queue. Wait, I just don't understand because they were there. Why didn't they close the door while they were at the shop? The I don't know. I, it feels like if they were when the mist arrived, it's like to... Because they mentioned it's a clashing of dimensions. So if you imagine that all space is defined. So this is a space here. Mm-hmm. And in another dimension, there is also something that exists exists within uh, this space. Okay. So I imagine it as like, as the mist hits, that's the dimension breaking. Ah, uh, so, so there will be another, okay. So maybe as it hit, that's why the guy, when he was trying to get in the car, mm. like the minute the mist hit, he screamed. Maybe it's something appeared next to him. Yeah. Because that's where it was when okay. the dimensions clashed. Okay, okay makes sense. That's sort of how I imagine yeah. it in a way, or how I justify it. But because, you know, the store doors were closed, mist didn't get in. Yeah. So whatever is occupying that space in that other dimension it was, isn't there. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Ah, That's um, how I sort of reasoned it anyway. It, oh, yeah, okay. We'll so the minute the yeah. mist hit the chemist, yeah. it became a spider's nest. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and all the people there, just... I can't imagine. Oh. Ooh, oh. Yummy. But yes, they meet, the, they meet the MP. He's webbed to a post. They're, they're desperately trying to rip him off, but damn, that stuff's like steel. And he's just yelling, it's our fault. It's all our fault. I'm sorry. His skin starts to bubble on his face and spiders pop out like daisies. Happy little zits. <laughs> Daisy zits. <laughs> and this is immediately met by a spider attack. And we also learned that the web that the spiders weave is also extremely acidic. Yeah. Joe's brother it, it sort of lands across him and just cuts through his leg. It ripped it out and it just skinned his leg. It's, and it's just bleeding. There's just blood everywhere. They tie a belt across his leg to try and, you know, stop the bleeding mm-hmm. and while that's happening the other guys are trying to get the MP off the post. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of falls off and as he hits the floor bang his back explodes with more babies with more baby spiders and it was disgusting and I hate it <laughs> I love spiders but not that spiders <laughs> these things no you don't want this as a pet Mm-mm. so they decide that the best thing to do is to retreat yeah and I 100% agree with this this decision yes I think they should have retreated earlier <laughs> yes the nameless guy, who is our basically our red shirt in this scene, gets shot in the face with some web, mm-hmm. and I assume that just dissolved his face. Yep, it's gone. Which, oh, and the creepy thing is though, he lands on the floor, and all the baby spiders are just crawling all over his face now. Mm. And I hate it. I hate mm. it so much. So they're dragging uh, Joe's brother out, and he dies from blood loss. Mm. So they just they just let him go, yeah. and all the spiders sort of wash over him like some sort of demonic wave. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. What did you think of these creatures in general? Oh, I mean, I love spiders, so I was just like, ah, they're feeding. <laughs> oh, they're cute. Yeah. Look at the bloodlust. Hooray. <laughs> you just read my mind. <laughs> but they make it outside, and these things grow 
big. They grow really This thing big. was like the size of, uh, I don't know, one of those massive border collie dogs or something like that. Like a massive mm-hmm. dog. And Dan just sort of shanks it because Ollie's out of bullets. Mm-hmm. And just sort of heaves it off to the side so they can make a run for it. But um, before we get that, we get um, we get Irene again being a fucking badass. One of these spider things silks down from the ceiling, unfurls, and goes, ah! and she just makes a mo- motherfucking homemade flamethrower. <laughs> I love that. She, she's like, well, a simple a simple spray, a can spray. Yeah, it must have been like but, deodorant or yeah, something like that. And yeah. she's just like, I may be old, but don't fuck with me. <laughs> Burns the shit out of it. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, die spider. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) So everyone manages to get back to the store. There's lots of screaming and Jim is clearly a broken man at this point, which I think is... That's the pinnacle of his, please help me. Yes, this is his moment where it's clear he's not coming back from this. No. He's just broken. He needs someone to look up to and unfortunately that someone becomes Ms. Carmody. Yeah. Um, David wakes to find that uh, Joe's brother had died from mm-hmm. his burns, from his wounds, mm-hmm. which is very sad, and that the congregation has now grown threefold. We've got the... Pretty much we, almost. We, yeah. Three quarters of it. Yeah. Three quarters of them are now following her lead, listening to her word. Yeah. I love Ollie's line of, you know, welcome to Sesame Street. Today's word is expiation. <laughs> I love and I'm like, song. oh, that perfectly... The irony and the, like, mm. sarcasm in that mm-hmm. yeah, is so good. I love it. Um, and Amanda's just completely dumbfounded. She just says, two days. We've been here two days. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are as a society. Can you imagine what happens in three days or four days? Whatever it is. Mm. And this is where they really solidify that they need to leave. Yeah. If she's talking about expiation. Yeah. Talking about sacrificing people to the Lord. Yeah. They need to leave. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Amanda says, you know, I'd rather try out there than, than die in here waiting. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely fair. Which, yeah, definitely. Which is fair. I would probably do the same. I'd probably do the same. Yeah. It's, see, at the beginning of the movie, I would have said, no, stay put. Yeah. Help will come. It changes your mentality, right? But then immediately you have you have a fanatical cult talking about sacrificing people. It's like, no, I'd rather try out there, thanks. Or you can just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we're, we're, the soldiers know something about what has happened here. Yeah. So they uh, they find and talk to Wayne, who's still upset because you know Sally got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they convince him to help, and they he says he doesn't know anything, but, you know, maybe they'll, they'll go find the other soldiers and they'll find something. <sighs> we go to the loading dock, and the other soldiers have hung themselves. We have a lot of a lot of suicide and a lot of monster death in this movie. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so he says that, you know, he didn't believe they'd actually do it, and Jim hears them over-talking and drags Wayne out, and Wayne is immediately blamed for everything. This is all your fault, you know. Abortion's your fault. Splitting the atoms, your fault. It's because of people like you that we landed on the moon, and we're not meant to do that because that's not what God said. And it's poor Wayne. It's it's awful. He's trying to defend himself, but you know he's he's not like the general. No. 
But he's he, a he's a grunt. It's the whole mentality of you belong in that group. You know what's happening. You're responsible. You're responsible. And it's mm-hmm. because of her con- because uh, Carmody's congregation has grown so large. It's so poisonous. Mm. And the more she yells, the more they get riled up. Mm-hmm. He mentions the Arrowhead Project, which is where we learn that. Um, you know, scientists were trying to find a yeah. window into another dimension, and she mm. says, you know, maybe your window turned into a door. Mm. And you're like, oh, God. And mm-hmm. the, the crowd is getting more and more riled up until the butcher just stabs him five yep. or six times yep. while yelling that it's all his fault. But didn't you see how she just went, shit? Miss Carmody? Yeah, Miss Carmody. was mm-hmm. like, shit, what have I done? But I can't turn back now. Sort of, is it that though? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know because, like, her face is like, he stabbed him. He, uh, the butcher stabbed Wayne. I'm like, is that the feeling of shit? Is that my responsibility? But mm. at the same time, fuck, I can't, I can't go back now. I've started this. That's what I think. Absolutely, yeah. I did clock that. She mm. puts her hands over her face and she just looks stunned. Horrible. Yeah, and. Uh, they immediately pick him up and decide that he is their first sacrifice. Mm. The crowd of them, because there's a good, like you said, two-thirds of the supermarket now is now under her control. Mm. They pick him up, they ride him to the front of the store, and they throw him out. And this is the first time I just wrote, I cried. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It's the... Seeing how, how savage how much we've fallen in just two days. It broke me. This kid had nothing to do with what those scientists were doing. Mm -hmm. He had no blame on him. He just lost the girl that he was interested in and everything like that. I know. And then they just throw him out. Yep. And he he looks into the mist and there's some sort of crab monster waddling its way towards him, which is terrifying as well. He turns around, looks Jim in the eyes and says, please and gets snatched away, and all that's left is a bloody handprint on that window. And it's just haunting. Like, my my heart literally sank. Because you, I was thinking about what just happened. Lost a girl, lost two friends, all this shit happening, and now I'm getting blamed for something that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like he stepped up as well. Like I know. they were like, "Oh, who will, who will go to the chemist?" And he puts his hand up. Yeah, yep. He was a good, brave person, mm-hmm. and he had he did not. Now you make deserve, <laughs> He did not deserve that death. No. No. But yeah, that's the first time I cried in this yeah. movie because okay. it was just so disheartening mm-hmm. to see what had become of these people. In two days. <sighs> in two days. In two days. It's it's amazing, but um, uh, Billy's talking to David, and he just asks. Um, he asks his dad, "You know, promise you won't let the monsters get me," because mm-hmm. he's that terrified of what's out there. <sighs> Which is, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> don't let the monsters get me. Don't let the monsters get me, <laughs> and it's oh, that comes into play later. <laughs> Just that reaction, just when he said that, I was like, mmm. Um, so once everyone is asleep, the group decides this is when they're going to make their escape. It's like dawn, so everyone's asleep. But uh, as they go to grab some supplies, Carmody uh, stops them at the door and is waiting for them. Mm-hmm. 
She gets the crowd all riled up again. I love the fact that she's drinking milk. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. for the not for the comedy of it, but no. you know, it's like the purity, the, the the white and like, you know, milk, you know, mothers and everything yeah, like that. Exactly. It's this it's this whole symbolic thing, you know. White men's purity, cleansing. Yeah. Powerful. And and, it, and it's milk, you know, it's it's what you feed the babies. Yeah. It's it's the exactly. the food of growth. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's swilling it down like those it's tequila. Little, those little 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 parts of the movies, even if it's just a milk, it brings out something big. It does, it does. It gives so much depth to mm-hmm. it. Oh. Um and she starts yelling and she decides, you know, it's time for another sacrifice and um David's son is the next choice. And when they can't get hold of him she decides, you know what, throw out Amanda as well. Because she, she won't let go of that boy. And there's just screaming. There's screaming and panic, you know. The group that's come together is sort of trying to beat them off and everything like that. And then there's just a gunshot. Yep. And the milk bottle's smashed. And there's a little red patch in Miss Carmody's stomach. And she looks shocked. Yeah. And we, we, we get a quick view of Ollie with the handgun. Mm-hmm. And he fires one more shot right through her head. And she just falls over dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank God. Really? It's over. Because <laughs> then it's like, once the cult lost its leader, yeah. they lost all momentum. Yeah, 100%. They dropped their weapons. Mm-hmm. They let them go. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no point in this. But we, we, we get the group now who are leaving. They're going to head for David's truck. And we get, we, we've got Ollie... Um, Myron, one of the mechanics. Uh, we, we get the old man mm-hmm. uh, who had the shotgun in his truck. We've got Billy, we've got David, we've got Irene, the old lady, we've got Amanda, the teacher, mm-hmm. and we've got even the store manager. Yeah. like, nah, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out. Yeah, yeah. Um, they managed to get out the door uh, because nobody's messing with them anymore because Miss Carmody, yeah. the, the head of the beast, has fallen. Yeah. So they can't react. They don't know what to do. They have no idea what to do with themselves at yeah. that point. And it feels like the, the shock on their faces. I mean, there's one woman yelling about how you murdered her. And I'm like, bitch, what did she just do to that poor kid? What was she trying to do to yeah. Billy, that eight-year-old boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, oh she frustrates me, that woman. <laughs> um, but as they get out, Byron immediately trips and sort of twists an ankle. So the old man and the store manager are trying to help him. But in that... They sort of lose the rest of the group. The rest yeah. of the group goes on ahead, heading straight for, heading straight for the car. Mm-hmm. Ollie gets there first. He swings open all the doors in a selfless act to get everyone in, mm-hmm. and gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> the same crab monster that sort of grabbed yeah. Um, Wayne. Wayne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Came, came back again, and I mean, he's done his deed. Bye, Ollie. Bye, Ollie. We loved you, man. <laughs> you were so good. <laughs> he gets ripped in half by the looks of it, and the, the gun that he's holding lands on the hood of the car. Yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> some of the freaky-ass spiders have decided to venture out from the chemist, um, immediately jumping on, on Myron and mm-hmm. killing him, eating his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the store manager sort of slips and, and starts running back. Yeah. All he can do, all he can think about is just getting back inside. Yeah. There's yeah. monsters out here. Yeah. And 
this is this is where you can see that like the dynamics changed now that Miss Carmody's dead is the fact that they let him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's just another scared person like yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Humanity. And the old man also uh, bites the dust. He gets eaten by a group of spiders. Yeah. Which is lovely. Um, everyone else manages to get to David's car and they all sit in there and David realises that the gun is on the hood. And I'm like, don't do it. Nope. Oh, <laughs> but you know that the main character would do it. I would. I would not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I, is, a, is a pistol going to do much against that crab monster? Not really. But... I, I don't think so. The spiders, the yeah, spiders, yes. but I'm not a good enough shot. That's true too. <laughs> they lost their crack shot. Ollie was their crack shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but D- David um, reaches out and grabs it and gets in just in time as one of the big ass spiders, the one that's like the size of a dog, crawls over the car. Mm-hmm. And just seeing it go past the back window, so detailed. De- oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, detailed and creepy. <laughs> but didn't you? Did you realize how as soon as they closed the door, that spider just went, "Oh, there's nothing here. I'm moving on." Sort of. It did. Sort of. It had a go at the windscreen. It did. It sort of punched was, its face into it. But was that before because, he closed the door? Yeah, yeah. It's because he closed it. Uh, because he was there, so he's attacking him. And then as soon as, oh, so yeah, the spider crashed into the screen, and then he closed the door, and then the spider just went, "Oh." Oh, there's nothing here. Moving on. See, that's what I was wondering as well. Because these creatures, they all seem to have eyes, but, like, they live in such dense fog Mm. that maybe their eyes aren't... Made for clear. Yeah, they're they're sort of weak. You know, they're they're more attuned to smell or Mm. hearing Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something like that, with the exception of the the locusts, which flew immediately towards the lanterns. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. I don't know for sure. But we get that that haunting... um, Again, the choir music picks up mm. as the car drives past oh, yes, the storefront. Yes, yes, that was mag- that was magical. It was majestic. As <laughs> yeah, that's <fuck>. the <laughs> so they drive past the storefront, and you just see everyone in there. They look disheveled. They look broken. They just. Yeah. I want to be in that car. Yeah, basically, they're looking at it like going, "Fuck, maybe we shouldn't have gone with the crazy sacrifice people religious lady." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, really. Ah, uh, so now we get we get the car scenes. We get uh, we go back to the Drayton's house. We go back to David and Billy's house. Luckily, Billy is asleep because the oh, they get mother. into the driveway. They point the headlight up, and the mother is plastered against the wall in spiderweb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We knew it was coming. Oh yeah, yeah, we knew it was coming. But I, it's funny because it looked like a statue. The way they all did. Did you notice that in the in the chemist as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like they sucked all the moisture yeah, out of these people, and yeah. now they're just sort of husks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so creepy and so sad. David yeah. lets a little tear roll down his face, and mm-hmm. he just says, "You know, I promised I'd I'd board up the window. Yeah, I'll yeah, fix I'd, up I'd the, fix window. the window. I'd fix the window, and he's just like, oh my god, movie, <laughs> stop, please.' Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and just put cry number two. That was cry number two. Oh, right, okay. Okay. When he's when he sees his dead wife. We knew it was coming. But then, now they're driving. They're just driving down the highway. And there's just flipped over cop cars. We see a school bus. Mm -hmm. And there's a little girl. There's a little girl welded to a seat in cobwebs in there. And you're just like, how far does this 
go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get um, there's a stomping. Oh yeah, because they stopped because they felt that they, stomping. Yeah, the car sort of jostled and they're like, "What is that? An earthquake mm-hmm. again or something like mm-hmm. that?" And just in front of them is this Lovecraftian Leviathan creature. Yep. It's yep. it's like as tall as a skyscraper. It's got those winged buzzard things yeah. flying around it. It's got tentacles, and I'm like, is this, this is a tentacle thing? Is, is this it? what the tentacles were from? Yeah, probably. In which know. case, those things can go like really far. Longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's so devastating. This creature, just seeing it and just going, we are so fucked. You know, when I actually saw that thing, I I just imagined of Jumanji. Straight away. Oh, really? I don't know why. Because it's... The Robin Williams one? Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you have that sort of feeling when you watched Jumanji? <laughs> no. No, but when I saw We're that thing... We're so fucked. <laughs> Jumanji. How <laughs> was that, that creature walking down? It's like, oh, hey, that's like Jumanji. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, keep going. Something <laughs> happened in your brain and just went, oh, Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to... <laughs> the worst part of this film don't get me wrong this movie is amazing in all aspects it is one of the best creature feature slash psychological horrors you're going to get they run out of gas in the middle of the road there is nowhere else to go mm-hmm. they all give each other a knowing look mm-hmm. because they tried Yeah. this Before is a you- before you say anything... Go for it, go for it. What would you do if you were in this situation? I don't know. Am, think, I, am I the dad or am I just one of the other people? I don't know. So just imagine yourself, you're in this situation, you've run out of gas, what would you do? Honestly, yeah. I would wait mm. until we couldn't wait anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I guess it depends if I'm by myself or with someone, mm. but you're right. I would probably wait, but at the same time... You have that, you have that dread of knowing that these things are outside, though. Exactly. That... They could arrive at any minute. Any second your car could be crushed by the leg of that leviathan thing. Any second one of those crab monsters could spot you and break in. Yeah, you're right. I swear to God, I would probably kill myself. (laughs) My God, this movie is so depressing. I apologise, listeners, all right? I promise we'll do more fun movies. Really? What? We'll try and avoid the extremely depressing awfulness of this movie. Stephen King, right? Yeah, this is Stephen (laughs) King. But they look at each other, they give each other a knowing look, and yep. David checks his gun. Mm-hmm. One gun, four bullets. Yeah. But there's five of them. Mm-hmm. We have David, his son Billy, the teacher Amanda, uh, Amanda. we have old lady Irene, and Dan, mm-hmm. the, the uh, old bloody guy who was yelling about his friend being killed. My next note just says, crying for the rest of the film. <laughs> Because that look, where they all look at each other and give a little nod, I it, it broke me. Yeah. I was just sat there just going, just sobbing, because it is awful. Mm-hmm. This is not a decision they've made lightly. Mm-hmm. This is not a decision they wanted to make at all. But you'd rather die 
Better to die rather than feel the pain of being eaten mm. or feel the pain of being crushed. And as Billy had said, like, don't let the monsters get me. Oh, yeah. My dad's a monster. And I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> he loads his gun with the four bullets. And just to make it even worse, Billy wakes up in time to see himself be shot. Yeah. He wakes up and says, Dad? And then we just get a long shot of the car and four gunshots. Yep. How did this make you feel, Cat? <laughs> I just went, fuck. All right. Okay. Just, Me too. Just speechless. Just. Oh, I literally just went, fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, me too, I guess. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> this movie has zero chill and zero happiness. <laughs> um, we, we get a shot back in the car and David is just crying and screaming and he's banging his gun against the steering wheel and trying to shoot himself, but there's no more bullets. Yeah. And he just bangs against the door, opens it, slams it shut and just starts yelling into the mess. Come, come on, me. come and get me. Kill me. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's absolutely I'll done. do the same. I'd probably do the same if I was him. I'd probably be selfish. I want a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and let someone else look. Someone else can get hit by monsters. Give me a bullet, please. <laughs> I don't want to be wrapped up and cocooned by spider monsters. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, screaming, he's, he's screaming and you hear the sort of guttural banging noises that we've heard earlier in the movie that yeah. usually means the the monsters are yeah. around they're walking around um i think that usual banging's the crab monster thing mm-hmm. it's something bigger than like the spiders or the, the locusts so they're coming they're coming for him mm-hmm. and he turns his back and he looks at his son through the window his dead son that he has just shot and is screaming for them to just kill him and what rolls out of the mist but a tank? <laughs> Could have waited five minutes. I know, if you just waited five minutes. Five minutes. It was even less than five minutes, I bet. It was horrible. The mist clears. The army is here and they are killing all the creatures. You've seen the background with flamethrowers taking care of the locust nests and stuff like that. They're saved. Mm. And those trucks were kids and the mother. Yes, I'm so glad you caught that. <laughs> I didn't on my first time watching really? this. Really? Oh, okay. Um, I've watched this movie quite a few times. It was okay. on my second or third time watching. I went, oh my God. The mother? She made it. The mother, right at the beginning of the movie, who no one would see home, made it. And she's got her two kids with her. Yeah. And I'm so glad there's a little, a little bit of happiness, hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That little spark where you went, somebody mm. made it. Yeah. Uh, and we close on David, just inconsolable. He's on the floor and he's just screaming, guttural. Yeah. Guttural I'd screaming. I'd go mental. Like, I would go mental. Because I bet he's thinking exactly what we just said. Five minutes. Five minutes. If I had waited five minutes. Mm-hmm. Killed your son. Girl killed... You killed people. Ooh. And that ends our movie, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that was him. So, so give me your give me your rundown. You said um, you've you've become a bit dejected as far as the the horror movie genre goes. So give give me a feel for this movie. What did you think? What did you think of the 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 
the art, the script, the acting, the direction, everything. Just give me a give me a oh, roundabout. Um, overall, a million out of ten. Okay, <laughs> I do like the details of every single shot, were from the mist to the insects to the every single de- even the tentacle itself with that whole little little bits and pieces going on in there. Mm. It's great. The actors are amazing. I don't, although we're probably not going to be the same here. I don't like the main character. <laughs> yes, you, you didn't like David. No, he was just too, he whispers a lot and I'm kind of deaf. So I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> um, I, he, oh, he's just a typical normal dad that mm. would like to just save his son, which is what we, I would do as well. Um. I, I just love Ollie. The acting, oh, everyone's acting is amazing. Mrs. What her name? Miss Carmody. Carmody. Mm. Perfect. Oh, she's on my list of like all-time favorite movie villains. Oh, like if someone says, "Oh, you know, who's a really good movie villain?" Oh, Miss Carmody. Yeah. She's right up there. I really love it when a character can rile my emotions to the point that I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> but I just kind of have to remind myself that this is just a movie, this is just a movie. But because they were able to evolve my my emotions, my mentality, and my beliefs and all that stuff until the very end where she was like, let's just, just wait, let's just wait. If anyone, apart from her crazy brain if they just waited maybe a couple more hours they would have been fine yeah two days two days maybe if they'd waited three yeah but then again (laughs) there's like what we were talking about before there's the fear of the unknown Mm. you don't don't know help's coming you you don't know but you've got the leaders you've got the followers you've got the religious people you've got the i'm just gonna stay here and see what happens people mm. you you've know. got you've got the the i want to say the truth is but i feel like that's already a thing you know norton's group who were just like you know no 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 this, this isn't real if I we know what happened to them uh, <laughs> we don't see them again so i assume they just died they just died yeah yeah but we didn't see any of the other people where they were from or anything like that so mm. it, i just love it every single my emotions was all over the place so this was a good horror movie for you it was this is Probably one of the best horror, psycho- oh, we call it psychological horror. Yeah, I, uh, half psychological horror, half like half monster movie. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of creatures, creature features uh, in this. Yeah, I mean, between the locusts and the the buzzards and the spiders mm-hmm. and the crab monster and the leviathan. And, and I swear, the way that they put it, those monsters, they're just so done perfectly to every single bits of parts of these monsters and I love it I fucking love it this is a 2007 movie I know know. I think the the creativity and the ingenuity behind the creature design and everything like that they look look organic they look real it doesn't look like some CG rubber snake or anything like that yeah exactly (laughs) just so relieved about it it was really good all in all I love it I really love it I fucking love it I watch more of that kind of stuff so. absolutely so out of 10 what would you give it a, a, a ranking out of 10 for your personal enjoyment of The Mist uh, oh yeah, 10 out of 10 a 10 out of 10 yeah yeah I think I gotta go like a 9.5 or 10 like if you're after a psychological thriller or a yeah. monster movie either of those genres of yeah. horror this is it yeah. I, I give it you know 10 out of 10 smash bottles of milk <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> and yesterday I went and see my friend and I was driving at around about like two o'clock in the morning and the fog was there and I'm like, that's the best, that's the I, best. <laughs> yes, there's a little, that's like a side effect after watching this movie for about, for about two weeks <laughs> afterwards. Every time we drive through fog, you're like, this is it, I'm dying. <laughs> it did give me a little bit of a fear, to be honest. And that's a good movie, though, because, like, there is a bit of blood and there's a bit of gore, yeah. but it's not over the top. It's not, like, hostile or sore exactly. or anything like that. It's just enough to be real. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just like, oh, they got dragged off and now there's just screaming. <laughs> and you're like, that's enough. That's enough for me. I don't need more. Exactly. They don't have to exaggerate anything. Mm. You mm. go there, you disappear. What? That's it. That's it. Poor Norm, the bag boy. Rest in peace. <laughs> eaten by some leviathan monster all right all right last thing so we like to give credit where credit's due so uh, let me know is is there a character or a performance or an actor that you really thought absolutely nailed it absolutely just owned it for you mrs Cameron. really yeah (laughs) she's so good as a villain i love her i love her i love her so much because one her belief she stick to her belief. Even she's gone insane. She stick to her belief. Got her people. I know people will hate you, but that leadership that she tried to do is just amazing. Oh, the acting is just amazing. She's so good. Like I said, one of the best movie villains. For me personally, I think uh, it's such a small scene, but like I said when we were discussing it, like... Um, it so sums up the feeling of this movie. I've got to give it to uh, Melissa McBride, what? who is the mother oh. in that tiny, tiny short scene mm-hmm. scr- uh, talking about she needs to get back to her kids. Yeah. The look on her face, that entire scene is basically just sh- like shots of her. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face is just haunting. Yeah. I've got to give it to M- Melissa McBride. Ollie. Ollie's another one. Toby Jones, yeah, yeah. so good. So, so good in this movie. Oh. I mean, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I could watch it another hundred times. Because <laughs> it's just so good. It's so depressing, though. It's so depressing, but at the same time, you do realise this happens. Mm. Even up to now. Even now, it is happening. You said you've read the novella, right? Well, I do have the Skeleton Crow book. Mm. I have not read it. You should give it a read. It's very good. There's a couple more monsters that aren't in the movie. Apparently the ending is not the same as... No, no, the ending's completely different. Um, But Stephen King's gone on record and said that he wished he'd thought of this ending. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. And even the actors didn't know that this was going to be the ending. They got um, scripts on the day of filming. Oh, wow. That this is how it was going to end. That director was brilliant. It's Frank Darabont who oh. then went on to do at least the first couple of seasons of Walking Dead. Oh, okay. okay. Several of the actors in this movie are also in Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, okay, that makes sense because I was like, oh, they look familiar. Yeah, um, Dan, Amanda, mm-hmm. and and the the woman who's going out for her kids are yeah. all yeah, yes, in yes, Walking yes, Dead. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. And I, I believe Melissa McBride got this part she is actually a casting producer oh really this was her first i believe movie role and she got it because um the person the woman is meant to show up to do the role yeah didn't turn up oh and she just perfect. she just went oh i'll do I'll it do myself it. then yeah oh she did it and perfectly 
she's just phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she should do it more often. <laughs> and then she's in Walking Dead, and if you've watched Walking Dead, she's just she's yeah. just amazing in that as well. Yeah. All right, that concludes The Mist 2007. Thank you so much, Kat, for joining me. And I hope, you, I hope you'll come again to Cherry Pop Horror. Um, otherwise, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again to our guests and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know what you think of the show. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>